the wind I thought was probably the worst for me because I, around 80, mile 85, there was a pretty big sandy section. I don't know if you yes. I remember. Yes. The two track. The two track. Yeah. I actually, uh, I was right behind you. Oh, okay. Thank you for not riding over me. Oh my gosh. That's, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So, you know, I went down pretty hard. KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I'm your host, Trevor, and you just heard the voice of Paige Peters, winner of the Moran 166, Michigan's newest um, ultra endurance, I'm going to call it ultra endurance gravel race out of the uh, UP in Michigan. Um, 166 miles of pristine gravel that I had the pleasure of taking part in last weekend. Got to hang out with many friends, meet a bunch of new ones as well, and of course enjoy the incredible course that is the Moran 166. On this episode, we will get a race recap from a few different perspectives. First up, we will hear from Paige about her incredible ride. We will hear from myself and a friend of the podcast, Mark Bryson from Grand Rapids, um, came up, hung out with me for the weekend and had a great experience and race himself. And finally, we will hear from someone who treated this event a little bit, well, maybe a lot a bit different than most everyone else. Eric Bingazer, um, he bikepacked from Marquette to the race and then attempted the race himself. He tells us all about that experience, uh, why he chose to do that, and um, yeah, I'll I'll let him tell his story. Um, But uh, a great weekend for sure. Moran is one that um, if you're in the Michigan area, if you're in the Midwest area, you should definitely put it on your calendar for next year. Um, A huge... Congratulations and thank you to Jason and Jason and Bear Call a Bicycle Company, everyone that helped put on this event. It was a blast. I can't wait for next year. So without further ado, first up, Paige Peters, Moran 166. So we are at the uh, finish line of the Moran 166. It was a great day, a long day. Very long. And I am here with Paige, Paige, what's your last name? Peters. Paige Peters, the first place overall female finisher. Paige, this wasn't your first, well, you've, you've had a pretty decent finish recently. I'm trying to block the wind. Uh, recently uh, at Gravel Worlds, correct? Yes, so I did Gravel Worlds a couple weeks ago, and that was actually my first mass start race. Um, and I... Wait, mass start gravel race or mass start race at all? Mass start race at all. Oh, gee. Yeah, I'm pretty new to cycling, okay. so um, 
yeah, I started Zwifting last year and then oh, nice. kind of wondered if I could, you know, do the same thing outdoors. So yeah, I did Gravel Worlds and I placed fifth there. That was 150 miles. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that was a that was a good race. So that was only like uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to double check, but I think about three weeks ago. So you didn't think about like like easing into the gravel scene you just you just dove in head first yeah go big or go home you know <laughs> why not why not i like the endurance um the long stuff i'm finding so and you're you know you get to spend your whole day on the bike i mean what else could you ask for what did you do i mean you you obviously are fit and and so what were you doing before cycling yeah so i had a um I ran at Ferris State D2 um, for track and cross country, okay. and then I've been a competitive cyclist or a competitive runner my whole life. And then last year, I started cycling. My husband cycles a lot, and then I've always been injured frequently while I'm running. So this is I, a common theme we really hear. It is, yeah. I know. And then eventually, like, I was like, oh, I'll do triathlons because I'm good at running, and I, I guess I'm good at cycling. And then more and more, I just enjoyed the cycling, and then you know, obviously came to the good side. Um, and yeah, I haven't ran since May, which is crazy because I've been a runner my whole life and uh, haven't really missed it. Um, the cycling's been awesome and I feel like it's a little more agreeable with my body as well. So. Well, it obviously is, uh, it works well in your wheelhouse for sure. You did awesome today. Thank you. What did you think of... We're just, we'll wait for the announcer there. This guy's killing it all day. He is, I, I mean, know. he's been on the mic the whole time. Yes. Um, so, what did you think of today's course, today's race, the whole, the whole thing? Like, what you, what you, how'd you feel? So, I obviously, being newer, I get a little bit more nervous about the start because I never know how that's going to go. And at Gravel Worlds, it was so like so much a pack and aggressive and I was redlining but I knew I had to stay with the pack and so I didn't know what to expect today but it was much more timid like I was very surprised that it seemed pretty chill um, in the beginning and um, the course is obviously very flat so I was trying to be prepared for you know attacks out of corners and just kind of mentally going through that before so I felt like the start was not nearly as bad as I thought it would be uh, the course was like a pancake, very flat, um, but, you know, that also makes it for a, uh, you know, more challenging in a different way because you're not really getting a change in position. Um, the wind, I thought, was probably the worst for me because I, around 80, mile 85, there was a pretty big sandy section. I don't know if you... <laughs> yes, I remember. Yes. The two track? The two track, yeah. I actually, uh, I was right behind you. Oh. Okay, thank you for not riding over me. Oh my gosh, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah, so you know, I went down pretty hard, and unfortunately lost you know contact with uh, with our group, um, which really sucked because then I was solo for the next 20 miles, and that was into a good headwind, crosswind, yeah. and so I was like, oh my gosh, I have 74, 75 more miles of this, um, and I have you know time trialing is kind of a strength of mine, so I just sure. kept thinking, all right, time trial 75 miles is yep. gonna be a fun day. <laughs> um, but thankfully, eventually uh, caught up with one other guy, and oh, nice. we, you know, found another person and had a group of two to three to work with. So that was nice. So, what did you think of the overall distance? I mean, it's 160 some miles is quite an undertaking, and I don't think it dawned on me until last night. I'm like, this is we're going to be out there for like eight to nine hours. <laughs> yeah, like this is insane. Yeah, it's definitely long. I like it. Um, you know, I remember. 
I don't know, around a mile 100. I was like, man, I wish it was 150, like Gravel Worlds, because then, you know, it'd be less than uh, 166. Yeah, we'd be done by now. <laughs> right, right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't think too much. For me, a lot of it is time-based. Like, all my training is time-based. And even when I'm racing, I only have my map screen up, and it just has a time. So I yeah. never really even looked at mileage and all my mileage cues are like to go so I just really never kept track and I would play this game in my head because the race is so long you kind of have to like come up with some distractions of, of course yeah <laughs> so kind of this game of okay guessing where I'm at how many more miles to go and then I would look you know so and I'm like okay you can't look until the next turn so just always playing a little game to distract myself and let the day go by a little faster well congratulations I mean you've obviously You've fallen into something that works with you, works within your, like, I don't know, your fitness. So uh, this can't be the end of Paige Peters' gravel no, uh, a, chapter, right? This is the beginning. And, yeah, I mean, gravel's been amazing for me because with me, you know, I'm 32 years old and getting into the sport of cycling. And with road racing in Michigan and Midwest, there's just not a lot of opportunities. And even when I look into races, you know, I'll email the race director and like, yep, you'd be the only girl. You can race with the, you know, cat three, four guys. Yep, and, yep. you know, so it's just there's a lot of limited opportunities, especially in the Midwest and gravel I found that you can line up with the guys who are strong and really push yourself and that I've loved there's no category restrictions and I've been given more opportunities to prove myself and I'm very thankful for that and the gravel community is great like it's you know sometimes you have the roadies that are a particular way and uh, there's there's a lot of different personalities there with are. within the gravel community for sure there there are and there's just a lot of factors with gravel like on a race that long like you just never know what's going to happen it's a little bit of luck not getting mechanicals and yep. I mean, you know nick and he had a flat, flat at mile yep. 55 i think yep. and you know never caught back up i so. mean i mean how hard we were riding it's kind of just the end of your day for sure right yeah as you can't well the end of the end of the your competitive day i mean you're still just out there to enjoy it yeah absolutely uh, it's just a little which i thought this route had a lot to enjoy oh yeah um it wasn't very hilly for sure but like it's windy you're definitely in the woods and you're on these two tracks i mean it was it was beautiful i thought it was beautiful i agree and there'd be times where i'm like suffer fest like okay look there's a lake there like it's beautiful (laughs) i focus on that i i it's like mile 50 or something and i turned to the guy next to me and i said i'm pretty i i hear that this area is beautiful but you know who knows (laughs) the pain is a distraction (laughs) yep it was very i'd love to come back here and this is my first time riding in the up so it'd be nice to come back here and well you got to get you got to get up to like crusher you got to go up to marquette area for sure i mean the the up has so much to to offer so this season what's your what's your next thing you can do barry Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be at Barry for sure. Barry will be my A race this year. Okay. Um, which which race are you doing? The 62. I knew that. I already asked you, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So that one, you know, that'll be a little different. Now transition focus with my coach to you know getting ready for the shorter, yeah. higher intensity. Um, so kind of going back because earlier this year I was you know I did the time trial at USAC Pro Road Nationals and so it was just short and you know a lot of hard efforts and so now we'll, my endurance is there we just gotta fine tune a few things I'll be ready to go for Barry and then I have um, I probably do Lowell just for fun yeah at the end yeah of yeah summer. it's great have you ever done Lowell. No, I'm oh, not. Oh, it's, it's great. You, yeah. you should absolutely do it. It's, I mean, it's, I haven't done pretty much any of them. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it's it, 
you'd love it. It's it's a good it's a good race, yeah. and it's only 50 miles, so you'd be fine. Like, that area is just just beautiful. So yeah, I just have those two gravel races on the books, and then um, I'm on the uh, Premier League esports uh, team for 2024. So our Premier League starts in uh, October 11th. ZWL is that what they call it? Zwift? Yeah. Swift Racing League. That's yes, what is it? Yes, yeah. Yep. So I just did. Uh, we have to go through like Zeta verification, which is you know a cumbersome process. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the weigh-in videos and the you know power and all that. That's cool. coming. That's coming right up. The, the whole the, yeah. the Zwift stuff. I talk about Zwift way too much on the podcast, but oh, uh, I'd, I'd love to chat Zwift. I love Zwift. <laughs> I mean, that's where I got my like fix for cycling. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well. Paige, it's great to meet you, and congratulations, and uh, I'm sure we will uh, see each other around quite a bit. Sounds good. Congratulations to you as well. Thank you so much. thanks. (laughs) Well, Mark, um, I feel good, man. Uh, Post-race, we... uh, smashed a, a pizza and a couple beers how, how do you feel i i feel pretty good actually like i've done long races or even just long rides and just felt wrecked the following day i feel real good well i mean i think we did the correct amount of uh, recovery the proper recovery uh yesterday with with plenty of beers and then today with some pizza and beer more on top of that yeah yeah we're we're actually sitting like right outside of Shorts Brewery in Bel Air, kind of on the way back, and thought uh, now would be a good time to just kind of talk about our day yesterday. And man, I, th- I'm gonna say, it exceeded expectations. What about you? Um, for sure. Not shorts. The shorts is always good. Shorts, but, <laughs> but like the the race. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I mean, being a first year race, you you have no idea, you know, how well how things can be implemented, how well smooth the things gonna go, but just. It was such a grassroots vibe, um, and it was run smoothly. And the course, I'm sure you can agree, just some of the two tracks and rural roads up in, in the UP were just like, I wanted to make sure I stopped in some moments to just take it all in because it was, it was phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, it, you know, I think kind of now famously people will say the, the race or the ride is uh, kind of lacks some elevation, and so one might think that means it lacks some uh, interest, but that's totally mm. not true. Uh, the it's a windy course. You're on some seasonal roads, some two track, and some pretty pretty rough stuff. Actually, I was really surprised at how much it it beat us up. But the course was dialed. I loved it. It was it was amazing. And like go, going back to your grassroots thing, um, grassroots is great, but it also can be kind of a hindrance on on things you don't have the kind of resources or whatever but not the moran i mean it was no it was grassroots all. in all the best ways and uh it was a, it was a there's a good amount of people there but also you know like jason uh from bear claw like his dad was out there helping out you know it's like it's like get the whole family together um make this thing a, a big success which it was i think it was a huge success and there's a diverse amount of people from across the country either they had by bear claws themselves or just through word of mouth there was people from south dakota new york um yeah. i mean maybe i mean you've met some other people from other further places but it was i was surprised how many non-michiganders were there yeah and there were quite a few michiganders for sure no um, uh, ourselves included yeah you know. um 
And uh, I think, I mean, first year, uh, I knew uh, some people didn't make it up, which uh, is kind of a shame. I think they they missed out on a on a great day, but. No worries. I'm sure it's gonna go on next year, and it'll it'll be bigger and, and even better. What? Let's talk a little bit about your day, Mark. How your race went. Um, what were you expecting? Like you, we talked a little bit on the way up here. You said this was kind of a a way to get some really, I mean, <laughs> a lot of training in for for Barry Roubaix, which is coming up in a few weeks. You're riding the hundred and that. This is 166 miles, which is above and beyond. Um, so you were going to treat it kind of like a, a training day, right? Yeah, very much so. Uh, um, I, you know, crazy week for myself, too. I did a recon uh, ride of the Barry on, like, Monday on Labor Day, and I did this. But just to get in good endurance miles in. Um, but really, I was not in trying to, knowing that there were some even strong people here, despite the ones that had to pull out, that it was going to, I'm not going to probably podium at all. So I was like, I'll push myself in the beginning, but I had learned from Watermoo and other previous races that if I burn that too quick, especially when I'm not warmed up, I will definitely start to, yeah. that overexertion is just going to kill me um, and I'm not going to last for 166 miles. So I started feeling that, I don't know, mile 10, 10 or 15. I was like, I need to drop my pace back down. And I, I honestly spent most of the day with various groups, um, ended up in various pace lines throughout the day, um, you know, some of, the time, some of the time with Jill Martindale, a uh, guy named Rick Stevens, who was our neighbor at Bear Cove Inn, <laughs> which is one of the most amazing character uh, uh, built um, hotels in, in uh, St. Ignace. You should definitely check it out. Yeah, Bear Cove Inn, uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> 10 out of 10 yeah. would recommend. <laughs> um, but it ended up with the guy that we had just met the, the night before next to us and was rode with him probably in the middle third. Yeah, that was super cool to see you guys uh, finish like pretty close to one another. And then he was, and so when I was coming into the final bit, I was, there's a last stretch, like five miles, which is on a, a bike trail. But you, you think this is, you, you think a bike trail, you think smooth path. I mean, I, you, I, you knew went down it too at your, your, your guys' crazy speeds in the front. Uh, it was rough. It was yeah. just like rumble strip. You felt like you were you just could not get a smooth ride through it. But bike, I calling it a bike trail is being very generous. It's very generous <laughs> in the description. But I kept I was just looking over my shoulder and I just I started to see somebody come behind me and I'm like at I am not gonna get past after 166 miles. <laughs> so I you know I was hurting, but I pushed my pace and then I didn't know if it was Rick or not. Turns out it was. Nice. And I was like, I do not want you to pass me <laughs> in this last mile. I have worked too damn hard. To a little get bit here. of competition. Yeah, competition is uh, is healthy, you know, to a point. So. Yeah. And then and, and that's where on race days, like, yeah, you can do your training rides, but you're going to do a better speed and better, you know, effort just because sometimes just that mentality of somebody behind you. Yeah. And, or you're like, I, I'm gaining on this guy. I, I can make something out of this. You were you were solid, man. I I was I was really uh, I was really proud of the, your finish and just how how solid you were. You texted me like pretty much right when I finished, and I got a text from you and I saw your name. I'm like, oh crap! Like I know I knew you were out on course, and uh, getting a text from someone in the middle of a race is never a good sign. So I thought maybe you mechanical deflated or like mm -hmm. you know whatever. But uh, you were like 20 miles left. And I was like, shit, man, that like. Well done. Well you're, done. You're, yeah. you're you're really you you were you were right there. So well, I was coming up in Brevort Lake Road where it's you know we were talking like it's it's such a tease 
because you know that's like it was a mile or two where the finish was, but I had to keep going south and yep. snake around yep. some some two tracks and some roads. Yeah, you get so close to the start finish, but then you kind of do a little a, a little. You know, you, you have another like <laughs> a little twenty miles. Yeah, thing. twenty mile loop of of uh, you know extra chunky stuff <laughs> but um to get back to your original question i was like no honestly i i went into it just for for training um and just to get good long endurance miles but um i did a lot better than i i, I expected and you know averaging 17 for 100 close to 117 miles an hour for 166 uh was nothing i expected yeah insane but and it's also with saying it was a flat course like you 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 don't have chances to cruise and just coast downhill you had to crank yeah that you is had, you had no break that's so true you didn't have man that is so true you really didn't get uh a break whatsoever you had these little tiny rollers or some some punchers but nothing that just you were just coasting for sure like even the downhills you had to push <laughs> you know especially in some pace lines where if you wanted to stay with them and not get dropped you had to yeah you had to crank so th it's uh i mean like nine hours, 10 hours, however long you're out there. Um, how'd you feel about like your nutrition? Would you do anything different that way? I mean, thinking ahead to Barry, which is going to be a lot shorter, but, but for this extremely long ride, um, how do you, how do you feel about your nutrition side of things? Uh, I ha I've, that's one of my things I've learned or not learned. I've been working on over the past, like racing year here against my first year ever racing, just trying to figure out what's best for that. And I, I, we had talked beforehand, like I had switched more to like the, you know, concentrated, like, um, liquid nutrition and calories there and incorporating more of that. I had more solid food than I needed in my thing. Um, but it, as far as what I'd used yesterday, uh, and just grabbing what I could from the aid stations and just keep on moving and not stopping too long, yeah. it was dialed in real well, but I ended up with like a couple extra, I had a couple cliff bars, a couple rice cakes left over. Um, I don't really think I'm gonna ever take cliff cliff bars again. It's just too, you know, too solid of a food yep, to try to, yep. to try to take down, and you have to take in a lot of water to try to pallet that yeah, down. Yeah. Um, the rice cakes were great though. Like I tried some of the the scratch ones there, but um, and I did you refill your uh, bladder at all, or did I you? refilled my bladder at, at first checkpoint, and I refilled two of my water bottles at that. Oh, not yeah. the first checkpoint, the second, second checkpoint. checkpoint. I yeah. skipped the first checkpoint, rode on through. Um, but then, yeah, I just filled up at the the second one there, and then an extra bottle on the third, and then I had half. It's still left here in the car. I still have half a bottle. I was like, I just need to. Why do I need these? I don't want these calories left over. So I just was trying to go through that last bottle, and I maybe had half a bottle left at the end of the race. Yeah. And I don't know how much is in my bladder, but it was, and you know, it was just it was dialed. Yeah, that's awesome. I I did a similar thing. I mean, I started with like two liters in in my bladder, and. Uh, and I think I still had some on the third checkpoint, which is like mile 110. But uh, I, I was, you know, it would be a lot faster if I could have just rolled through or just grabbed, like filled up the bottle, not have to fill up the bladder. But I decided to put water in the bladder, which I'm so glad because I'm pretty sure I went through it all before the the, fine, the end. So I filled up the bladder at mile 110 and um, filled up my water bottles. My I had two water bottles with. Uh, 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 infinite in in the in the bottles, and at the aid station, I, I was kind of out of it. Oh, but yeah, they uh, they had Gatorade, so I was like, sweet, put uh, like, can I get Gatorade in the bottles? And then like I'm thinking, oh, I need my nutrition in the bottle. So I had I had uh, baggies with with the infinite in there, and 
so I'm putting actually one of them put the put the baggie of uh, of infinite in the bottle, and then I realize I'm like, wait, I'm putting that into Gatorade. Like this is like <laughs> a Gatorade, you three scoop infinite like concentrated uh, calorie bomb basically that. <laughs> I'm, I sure hope my gut can withstand this, but it did. You know, it was, it was a lot of calories each swig, but uh, I needed it for sure. Um, coming out of there, I, I needed all the calories I could get. And I had a couple, like, random solid things. But like you were saying, um, each time I would eat a solid thing, it'd be like you have to make sure you don't aspirate because you're breathing so heavy and, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're afraid you're going to lose. Like, I don't know. So Sometimes the, I think they're just so dry sometimes that, like, to just – you know, get it down. You're like, I got to keep sipping on this water yep. to, to get it. And there's a time and place for solid food. Like mm-hmm. if it's a slow endurance ride, like solid f- food is, is exactly what you want. But n- yesterday was not that day. No. Yesterday was like, get as many uh, efficient calories into your system as you possibly can. Um, so very cool. So you were good about, uh, oh, so, yeah, let's talk like your, um, I know you, you run, 700c wheel set and a 650c wheel i just set. got recently yeah so what was your decision for yesterday um just because it i it has i don't have slicks for my 700 set so i had i pick i have a 650b uh and they're 48 millimeter rain hairs okay uh, the switchback hills yeah. and but they're slicks and i riding the berry course with those slicks and how fast that was on sand and how fast you know that because there's a road connector sections just in general like i'll eventually want to get a slick pair for my 700 set but i just didn't and so i know that yes that smaller diameter i'd be spinning a lot more throughout the day but that's sh- i find that that wide tire and that wheel set um it's just so nimble yeah uh, especially on two track it's just very nimble and to get around and i've you know it's yeah i it didn't feel extra fatigued and with the having to just maybe no rotate a little bit more. If you had slicks uh, for your 700, do you think you would have used that wheel set, or were you happy with the 650? You can get a, a wider tire with the 650, right? Or yeah, I can get even, I can get even wider than I have on there right yeah. now because there's plenty of clearance with the 48 mil. I can get up to, I think it's, I want to say 55. Right? Sure. It's pretty high up there um, with the journeyman I have, but um, I don't know. There is. Because I've I've watched a lot of thing or video things comparing with things there, sometimes like the fifth six fifty is just a lighter wheel compared to the seven hundred. So even I don't know I might have still run that again. Like I don't know I haven't had a chance to ever ride my seven like slicks on a seven hundred yeah. to compare yeah. and have that. But I it, it just feels lighter on that. Yeah. Um. Just as a smaller wheel. Sure. Um, no, I don't so think it's a I don't think it's a bad choice. I mean I I kind of like the choice you went with and. Uh, I mean, I would, those, I would use it again. Those tires, those those are cool tires. So yeah, the just more curious. the more limiting factor was more my. I feel like less my fitness, less choosing the right. I, I was happy with the setup that I did. Very cool. Yeah, um, I I didn't really change anything because I didn't really have a lot of options. But I just, I mean, I've been I've been running uh, forty Maxxis Ramblers pretty much this whole season, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they've been they've been working good. They've been pretty bomb proof and uh almost i was happy with with the choice i mean the the course was sandier than i thought it was going to be especially like that north there's this whole north section almost like superior almost like superior yeah we were we were saying it's almost like uh coast to coast but north to south or south to north um i guess it would be very non-direct though very (laughs) non-direct um but yeah it's cool when you kind of zoom out on the map of the of the route to see like how much 
territory of the UP that you um, you that just you cover. Yeah, it's, it's it's really neat. But yeah, I don't think uh, yeah, I don't think I would change anything with my bike setup. A lot of people running aero bars, yeah. a lot of aero bars, and uh, you know, to each their own. But uh, <laughs> no, I have nothing against aero bars. The the people that were in the group I was in, um, there were quite a few. It was probably a fifty fifty split of aero bars versus non aero bars, um, and they all were extremely like good riders and they never use the aero bars in like bad situations so they go up front and just hammer in their aero bars and that was fine but they wouldn't use them like when they're real close to people so i had no issue with the people um anyone using aero bars um i think that if you got caught by yourself with the wind and mm-hmm. the distance i think aero bars are a great choice and especially uh i mean my hands hurt today because that's it was eight hours of just like death grip trying to hang on, you know? And um, so I think aero bars would have been a pretty good choice if you are trying to mix up your hand position or they just take the weight off your hands. So, yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of aero bars, um, but uh, I just don't think I would have messed with it just because I like to keep things a little more simple. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, um, what else? Anything else about, about the day? Um, well, let's talk about post-ride. Well, I want to. I want to just talk real quick. I'll, I'll I'll just talk a little bit about my day. Um, you were kind of treating it as you know you're gonna go. You're gonna have like a um, kind of a, a a training day, which but, I think. But turned, I pushed it. Like it, it turned, more than it turned into more. That was my kind of point of of asking that question. I think it turned into less of a training day and more of like you kind of went out there and, and gave it gave it you know as much as uh, I could. Yeah, exactly. Um, my my uh, I I wasn't quite sure how the day would turn out for me. Um, but I thought I would just go there and try to stay with the front group as much as I could. And there, there were like, like Jason, some other guys, they, they broke away pretty early. So there was like a f- front group, but then that group just became two people and they were apart from one another. So it's like Lars and Jason. And then, um, and then basically after that, there was a front group. We, we caught everyone else. So I stayed in that front group all the way to the, to the end. I, my, my goal was just to stay with a front group for as long as I could until I blew up. And it was so fast. I cannot get over how fast it was. For the first three hours, yeah, we kind of had a tailwind for the first three hours, but we were averaging close to 23 miles an hour. I mean, it was insane. And I kept, like, like looking around, like, there's we can't keep doing this, can we? Like, this, we're going to slow down eventually, right? We're going to... We can't work this hard for the whole time, and it was the whole time. I mean, we did slow down. We turned into the wind, but it got harder, I thought. We slowed down because of the wind, but I felt like we were working even harder, and it just was hammerfest the entire time. We didn't sit up really at all. Um, and we, I felt that, too, even in the yeah. small groups that I went between yeah. groups. Like I was like... We're, even for the first third of it, I felt like we, we're not felt like we we were doing like close to eighteen and in nineteen almost to twenty, and I was like, can we maintain this? Like we still got hundred and twenty miles to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> I felt very much a very similar experience, but you know, different little part of the pack. But you know, totally uh, agree on that sense. Yeah, it's, but all in all, and and God, we had we had to work really hard. I had to work really hard to uh, to stay up with that group, and but all I could think of with the wind and the distance is like I'm I'm either gonna work hard to be in the group, 
or I'm going to uh, fall off the group and work even harder just to <laughs> just to maintain any sort of like decent um, any sort of decent uh, speed. So I, I was glad that I, I got to stay in a group. And there were so many sections that if you weren't with a group, if you were solo, I'm mm -hmm. sure it was absolute hell. So I was super glad to stay in that group, which I got to enjoy the last. 50 miles by <laughs> myself in these open sections yeah <laughs> yeah and then, and then there's that uh i mean we have to like you, you mentioned the bike path at the end the quote-unquote bike, quote bike path which is like a kind of an old railroad trail that uh just was super rough big big uh rode it out in a lot of holes yeah you know? and it was it was a hard section to do um 160 miles into, in, into yeah, the you had race. already gone it's 160 at that point yeah. when you turn into it and and then basically when you're done with that the the race is over but man that was tough but it was it was a it was like the the, the opposite of a cherry on top like right at the <laughs> right at the end but it was good i mean like might as well like have have something like one one last little uh, uh challenging moment but i wasn't surprised by it like just knowing the reputation of bear claw events like organized like yeah. race events I knew there was gonna be something like that somewhere. I just you don't know where. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was good stuff, man. And then going back to like the post race, the the uh, grassroots thing. I mean, it was it was such a fun time than just hanging out with with friends from Michigan, other friends we met, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just watching everyone roll through. We stayed until the last person finished. Until the last person finished. Um, and we, we hung out with our friends uh, Sebastian and Mackenzie. They they rode the 63, 64 mile. 64, yeah. uh, Sebastian got second place overall, which is super cool. Uh, podiumed on that. Um, and yeah, I mean they had some shorts beer. We just took part in the shorts beer and uh, hang around the campfire till there's a campfire till the late 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 evening. They 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 were frying like whitefish and and man, it was just it was it was a really cool feel towards the end and I, I have to give a shout out to this dude casey from was it white birch white birch outfitters, outfitters and gaylord mm -hmm. and uh he he was like the announcer and i feel like slash emt or he was he was multiple he, he wore multiple hats but man that guy he was on the microphone the for like 10 hours straight and he was so entertaining and <laughs> And like even he he would just be talking like I don't even sometimes people weren't even listening he was just talking and like he would just crack these jokes he was hilarious so it was it was so uh, like it was just like one of those touches of 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 like a cool thing so I mean he there were so many like elements of the race that made made it like a, a, a cool event but that was just one of those really funny things that, and uh, giving out some of the swag that uh, Bearclaw got for the race like he had a. He has a, a an impeccable knowledge of UP trivia or an impeccable like reservoir of information. And he he was not even looking at his phone and it was just like busting out questions yeah. about the UP. A lot of UP trivia, which yeah, so it was it was a cool day to to explore the UP, a kind of an area of, you know, a lot of people go up to maybe travel through, but don't travel through, um, but don't stop there. I mean, it's like on your way up to Marquette or something, you know, and. People ride their bikes around that area a lot, but maybe not, not in that like South UP. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was great. I will, I would, I would recommend anyone go up there and, and ride some of the route and check out some of those roads. They're fantastic, and it's it's a lot closer than than uh, Marquette. Because it's a couple. It's almost like a. F 
it's not hundred percent a figure eight, but it's a it's a couple different kind of loops. Yeah. You can you can cut it into pieces and make something that's manageable for yourself. Yeah. To bring you know instead of doing a full one sixty six day. Yeah. But we recommend that it's it was, it's it's fun. So man, like this had, I I forget when they announced that this was. Uh, I think they announced it earlier this year, and it had been on my list. I'd been registered for it. And, but it was kind of like looming there, like oh, I'm gonna have to to ride 166 miles, and and I've done I've done slow like longer distances than that, but I knew it would be a hammer fest, and it there certainly was. But I was pretty nervous. I don't know about you, but I was I was a little nervous going into it. I just I didn't know if I was gonna have a fun day. Um, I just thought maybe I it would be a suffer fest, and I'd probably fall off and 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 be with no one, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like. You know, you had some time alone, but you also had time riding with, with people, which is a welcome change from a lot of the yeah, either from just per- training rides or just even races where I'm like by myself a lot. Right. So I I just think it. I don't know. I don't. I was super nervous about it, but it turned out just to be like a great day overall. A lot of fun. Condition and, weather conditions were yeah. dialed. And uh, and I I will do it again. Same here. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, great ride yesterday. Yep, thank you. Great ride as well, man. Six, sixth place. Yeah, I uh, I had to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, well, there's nobody hanging out too close to me. I just didn't want like some big F two fifty to sit idling next to me when i'm trying to (laughs) (laughs) trying to be on the phone okay i was i was uh talking to Paige, and Paige won the the women's yeah yeah race and that guy um the announcer i think his name's casey yep yep uh, that guy didn't stop talking the entire time which was amazing (laughs) he did a he was so good but (laughs) i was like man that He's definitely going to be in the background of this interview like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he ended up giving me a ride back to Marquette. Um Oh, no way. Cuz my 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 knee was just too I mean, we can I don't know if you had a structure of how you want to do this thing, but like, yeah. My knee was just not not up to not up to riding back. Um and him and his wife were head up to Marquette to do some camping. Um and he knew my dad or knows my dad through ski patrol. So somehow he made the connection with like Ralph's son is here and rode from Marquette and then found me and we chatted for a bit and yeah, ended up getting right back with them. That's, that's awesome. Like, uh, um, are you, are you recording already? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Started. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Go for a minute. Now. So, yep, um, good. Hey, how do you say your last name? Bingaser? Bingazer is the way Bing-gazer. to say it. Bingazer. Yep. Bingazer. Okay, cool. Nailed it. Um, yeah, and you already kind of got into it a little bit, but uh, uh, I want to talk about Moran for sure. Yes. But uh, you, there's there's a bit leading into <laughs> that day, leading up to that day. Um, so I don't know the best way to kind of uh, lay that out. Yeah. But uh, when did you start your trek to Moran? Right. Um, so basically, uh, the the work I do now is mostly freelance stuff, and my main client ended the f- 
last Friday, so I had this entire week to do whatever, right? And instead of, oh, I got to finish work and rush, you know, drive to Moran and find a spot to, you know, set up and camp or get a cabin or whatever, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll take two days and bike there from Marquette. Um, <laughs> from Marquette, yeah. And then, you know, do the 166-mile gravel <laughs> party uh, and then bike back. What could could possibly go wrong? Um, I am not uh, an endurance sort of athlete. I don't train. My, like, average weekly distance, you know, for the past month or so has been 200K tops. And then I try and ride, you know, a thousand kilometers in five days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ended up being a lovely ride out to, to the start point, right? I, I took the, uh, North coast of the UP along, you know, right along the lake, wonderful views, good state park, middle of nowhere kind of roads. Um, and obviously like Moran, the race itself it goes through like the most beautiful sort of I don't know, like all these gravel corridors with the trees lining it and the archway forming and you see some wildlife and just you're in the middle of nowhere and it's peaceful. Uh, Me saying that, being someone who's not trying to win the the race, I'm sure it's less peaceful in the front. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I had a lovely time and, you know, decided to get a ride back instead of adding another 250 miles onto the weekend uh, and probably gonna take the week off of biking to see if my knee can get get itself figured out yeah for sure um and to be clear you just didn't ride um you bike packed basically from marquette so you carried your gear yep um oh the loudest vehicle is outside my (laughs) it's outside my car or outside my house um yeah so you bike packed from marquette yeah and you're you're, you say you're not like an endurance athlete, but you're, you know, you're you're pretty experienced with bikepacking, correct? Sure. They, they, yeah, I'm, I'm not the endurance athlete in the way of, the, you know, the people that I look up to, right? But I I do, you know, do a couple hundred miles in a day, do, you know, multi-day bikepacking sort of things. Um, it's just been a while since I did that. Uh, I haven't done too much of that around here. But yeah, I I really like the I don't sort of mindset you switch into when you're doing something like bikepacking where, okay, I woke up, strap everything I need for the next, you know, day or three days or five days or longer, strap it all on my bike. And then the only thing I have to do today is just ride until I get tired and then set up my hammock in the woods somewhere. And like that being the singular goal on you know, any kind of vacation or day or just when you need to relax, like it it is so, it's just one of the most delightful things. Like all I have to do today is ride my bike (laughs) and that's it, you know? And yeah, the self-sufficiency that comes with, you know, like I, I brought enough food to last the entire riding to the race, doing the race and riding back. Cause like, just in case, you know, trying to, you know, not need to do, a bunch of small town store stops if I don't have to, you know, that sort of thing. And ended up just, yeah, like, oh, here's a cool park. I'll stop and make some lunch. And, like, all the, you know, scenic overlooks and stuff along the lake is just, yeah, wonderful, wonderful roads and a, a great 
couple days leading up to the race for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I want to I want to talk more about the weekend, but I mean, you're you're talking about the you know the joy of uh, being mobile or or uh, you know uh, bike packing is kind of a nomadic type of a um, excursion, I guess, or yeah. activity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, knowing you very little, I know you mostly from. Uh, Instagram, your mm. handle True Marmalade, mm. and uh, um, just seeing like some of the pictures and some of the the content you have, um, you kind of live a nomadic lifestyle. Is that I mean, is that the right way to put it? I, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I've I've been living in my van for the last I think uh, probably eight eight months or so since like mid March. Um, okay. Left Texas once it got hot. Uh, been living in Marquette probably four and a half months now. Um, and it's, it's always, you know, like once you become a van, a van person, you notice all the van people everywhere and, you know, you chat with each other and trade tips and sort of things. And the, 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 the intro question that everyone's asked is like, Oh, what's, what's the best thing you've seen? Or like, where, where are you going next? And my answer is always like nowhere. Like I, I just live in Marquette. <laughs> I just happen to live in Marquette in a van. You know, I, I transition between different little parking lots and side streets in town, but I don't treat it as, you know, here's my checklist of every national park and I put stickers on the back, right? It's like, this sure. is just a really, really small house. And that's the <laughs> that's the way I try and look at it. Which, which also ties into me trying to ride to the start of the race versus like... The easiest choice is just drive there, sure. But obviously choosing to bike there, because I had the free time, uh, I experienced a lot more uh, treasurable sort of things along the way versus just, you know, sitting in the car for two hours. Yeah, but the, the yeah, fan life is, I don't know, you, you really figure out what you actually need, need to, like, function and survive as, as a person versus, I don't know, like I, you know, it, it's, it's so restrictive in terms of space in here. I can't just go buy another t-shirt because it catches my eye. It's like, do I need this whatever thing? It's like, not really. And also there's no space for it. So yeah. it's a, uh, yeah. Again, with the different points of view based on you know, different sort of routes and things. Yeah. So I, I feel like most people would look at a an event like the Moran 166 and think 166 miles, that's going to be probably 10-ish hours on a bike. That's enough for me. Um, in fact, <laughs> I, I shared my Strava file with one of my friends and and his, own, his, his comment was, I think you spelled moron wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyways what i think most people would say that like 166 miles is enough but you obviously decided to tack on how, how many miles was it to get from like your route from marquette to yeah to moran um first day uh was marquette to just past grand marais and that was 107 miles okay and then the next day friday uh kept going east along the coast to paradise and then cut in um it's a bunch of wonderful gravelly back road stuff there and that was 135 miles so 107 then 135 
then Moran, 166. And then the plan was to go along the southern coast, like uh, I-2 or whatever, across oh, yeah. Escanaba and then up. Um, and that would have been another at least 230 total. So yeah, it, it would have been like a thousand kilometers in, in five days, like pretty, pretty good chunk of distance. And I don't know, I probably should have trained for it a little better <laughs> rather than uh, just diving straight into it. But when yeah. did your knee start hurting then? Um, middle of the, I think middle of the second day. Um, okay. And one of those, uh, just like building up super slowly, right? Like the pain probably started towards the end of the first day and I just didn't notice it cause it was such a, you know, I, it, it's, it's some fit issue or something. Maybe my shoe was just off or like I laced it too strong on one, you know, some nonsense like that, but it's just sure. the sort of thing that when you're riding for 30 hours, uh, back to back to back, like it, it, yeah, the little, slight offsets I guess can build up and again that is me learning this as someone who wants to do more uh, multi-day long-term bikepacking endurance sort of stuff that's mostly where I talk about me not being an endurance <laughs> athlete <Sure. laughs> I, I don't often ride my bike for 12 hours at a time sometimes I just like yeah let, let, let's just randomly do that this week no preparation yeah and then I learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's still quite an undertaking. Yeah. And uh, so just to be clear, the how many miles of the 166 did you complete? Mm, true. Yeah. Uh, I did not finish the race. Uh, uh, my total was 140, 144 or something like that. Man, I, I, so close. <laughs> right. Which... If I hadn't done that part of the course already, um, in, in April when I was heading up, uh, you know, from Texas to the north, stopped, hung out with the guys in Traverse City for a bit, hung out with the guys in Moran, and we did, like, the southern loop, like, the 100-mile yeah, of the yeah, Moran yeah. course, and because I remembered how insanely just destructive the last four miles yep. of the course was on that ORV trail... Uh, and be, because I was in such a, you know, dark place physically and mentally towards the end of it. Yeah. That take the right turn on Brevoort lane towards the lake and it adds 20 miles or take the left and you're at the finish line in one mile. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not racing this. If there was a fun ride category, like I would have signed up for that. Like, I don't want it. I don't need a timing chip. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Yeah. And a giant pile of fries sounds really good right now. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to go left and just sneak in the back way and just be like, hey, nope, nope, didn't finish. Don't cheer. <laughs> Don't cheer. <laughs> My knee's about to explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cut off about 20 miles at the end there. Yeah. It was, oh, man, that it, I, I also did like a pre-ride a few months ago. Ooh. And knowing that. <laughs> You're so close to the finish there. It's and then also knowing what lies ahead before the finish. Yeah, man, that's like it was a killer uh, uh, finish for sure. Yeah, and th th that whole last bit when we did the preview, um, it was with Jason and Ed and Canyon and you know fast like the bear claw fast guys. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm more of a let we're going to average 14 and a half miles an hour because I'm going to stop for photos <laughs> type of rider. <laughs> so the, 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 there was a point where on the preview, I could tell they wanted to go, you know, train. I'm like, go, I got the route, go, go do your thing. And so they end up finishing, you know, at least an hour or two before me. And so during the preview, I was doing that last four miles, like by myself, just cursing Jason. I'm like, <laughs> you goddamn, why would you do like the finish is right there. Like, why would you a make us go down here and then like, hmm, yes, let's make them do the, the terrible, the worst texture of the entire course right at the like just madness. And yeah, like I, I can't imagine like the the guys in the front who were racing to win it, like how fast they were going on that part, surely, and like somehow their bikes didn't explode. <laughs> like it is is class, I don't know, ten terrible gravel kind of. Oh uh, yeah. Non absolute nonsense. Yeah. My hand, my hands were about to explode. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Just yeah. that whole last section, my yep. hands were were killing me. Yep. Um, are, do you ride a bear claw? I do. Um, I have. Oh, okay. I've had a Thunderhawk for God, probably been four or five years now. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I luckily, <laughs> huh? OG. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, luckily, uh, I just happened to be in Michigan at the time when I was trying to get a, you know, titanium gravel all road everything kind of bike. And this was back when Bearclaw had like just a few thousand followers on Instagram. Like I remember. Mm-hmm. How, how small, I guess the, not like the, the team has grown or whatever, but like how, how easier it was to just DM them, be like, hey, I'm going to be in Traverse City. Can I come by the shop? And like Jason was there and we chatted and like I bought the, the bike direct from him. Then it was like, sweet, love this thing. I've put uh, probably like 15 or 20,000 miles on it. Um, it is a fantastic, fantastic bicycle. Um, I like seeing the improvements they've done. Uh, I think it now has threaded bottom bracket and internal routing and yeah, it's, it's a very, very good bicycle. I'm a big fan. That's, that's great. Would, you know, I'm sure that you're happy to get a ride back. I think that is cool that that all worked out. Um, would you attempt something like this again? Is that like you said, like Mm. you want to do more of these ultra endurance like day you know multiple yeah. day things so yeah. um so like say for instance next year <laughs> this this race is going to happen again which it will um would you attempt something similar yeah absolutely um and it's it's the sort of thing like i definitely could have pushed through and you know not needed to call an ambulance like could have finished and maybe it would have taken an, another day than expected but knowing the recovery process would have been that much longer for my knee and who knows what else would have gone wrong. Yeah. I'm I will absolutely ride to the start of Moran next year. Uh, this sort of, again, van life being a, a good way to figure out what you need to survive. I think the next sort of maybe step for me is, all right, I've been doing this level of nomad, Ness, whatever the word is, uh, let's do bikes next. And then maybe I, you know, ride, ride my bike across the country sort of thing. Do one mm-hmm. of the, you know, ACA routes, that kind of thing. So it's definitely, 
you know, realizing I'm happiest when I'm on my bicycle, whether it's, you know, noodling around town or bikepacking to the start of a race or riding the race itself. Um, always happiest when I'm on my bike. And I feel like, yeah, as watching how things are getting worse around the world and the country and things like that and, and different mental health issues, uh, yeah, bikes are always always the solution. So, yeah, I think that might be I, the next I, step. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Mm. Um, but, uh, man, I, I know, I know you didn't finish, but, uh, I just have to say congratulations yeah. on three very, incredible very days. Appreciate it I very, mean, very much. And, uh, I, I'm glad that you didn't completely blow out your knee and I hope that heals <laughs> up quickly so you can get back on the bike for yes. sure. Yes. Same and, here. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it was cool to meet you. I've been following you for a little bit and I mean, you know, I I think it's safe to say you kind of have a, a a unique look to you. You have a, a great beard. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm and easy so, to spot yes. at different events and places. Yeah. Oh, guy with the the bear claw and the beard and the camera. Yep. <laughs> so when I saw you, I thought, man, I have to talk to you. And, and yeah. I I think I was following that you you were bike packing to it. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us. And um, we will definitely run into each other. I'm sure here I, in the future. I, Definitely hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, man. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to Paige Peters, Mark Bryson, and Eric Bingazer for helping us out with this episode. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.